Cancel culture is in full swing. The border crisis continues to be a mess, uh, but don't expect any changes anytime soon. And California follows the old adage, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Tuesday! All right, so let's get right to it. Cancel culture is coming, and we are the enemy. I had a big, long story about how the Biden administration yesterday was actually going out there and now monitoring our posts, right? And then Jen Psaki sat back and said, hey, we need to get rid of everybody, anybody who is spreading, quote, misinformation, end quote, and they should be banned on all platforms, all social media platforms. The misinformation the left the left is talking about is the stuff that they don't like. Because we're just wrong. Conservatives are just wrong. The reason it's so dangerous to ignore the left when they sit there and talk like this, and conservatives have been doing this for, I don't know, like forever, probably 50, 60 years, since the 60s at least, uh, is that eventually their talk becomes mainstream and then suddenly we do have things like cancel culture and we need to be, you know, shut up. That's what we need to do. We need to be cut off. We need to be fired. We need to be, have no communication. Don't spread anything, right? The internet is no, obviously is no, uh, substitute it's going to be you're going to be killed from the internet we've seen it with parlor we've seen it with donald trump right and anything that they like they can stay on there so the president of cuba has a twitter account the president of the uh, ayatollah in iran has a, a twitter account these are okay all right but donald trump the president of the united states is not allowed to have a twitter account or a facebook account that's what's happening well National Public Radio, NPR, which is a tax-funded leftist news source, is going after my favorite news site. And you know this if you look at some of my some of my links. Most of my links come from the Daily Wire. Dave, uh, for his birthday, I got him a Daily Wire membership. I love the Daily Wire. Well, the reason they're going after Daily Wire is not because they misled anybody with one of their stories or 10 of their stories or a thousand of their stories. The reason they're going after the daily wire is they're conservative and they're really good at Facebook to the point where they actually have more people following them on Facebook than the Washington post has. And if their message is conservative, that's considered misinformation quote end quote. Understand something. The Daily Wire is a conservative news site. Every article that you read on the site states that it is a conservative news site. It states that a lot of this stuff is opinion. They're not, they're not hiding the ball here. The political stance is wide open and honest. Unlike CNN or ABC or the New York Times or the Washington Post or CBS or NBC, Reuters or the AP, which all sit there and tell you how honest they are. So, you know, 
that's what it is. CNN should just basically say, hey, we're not only biased, but we are Democrat. We are the Democratic Party's voice. I also want to point out, in the two years that I have subscribed to the site, I have never seen a retraction because their stories are true and they make sure they're true. I have never felt offended by anything that they've actually said or wrote because I do listen to their podcasts. And I can only remember three corrections that they've had over stories. But that doesn't matter. They're still conservative. I mean, NPR itself, CNN has had more retractions and corrections between 2019 and 2020 to really sit back and say, is this really a news organization or what is this thing? So this is what NPR wrote, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I just don't care. Uh, publicly, the site does not purport to be traditional a traditional news source. That's true. On its about page, the site declares the Daily Wire does not claim to be without bias and goes on to say, we're opinionated, we're noisy, and we're having a good time. And if you've ever wa- listened to any of their podcasts, especially their once-a-month podcast where all of the guys get together. That's uh, Ben Shapiro, that's uh, Matthew Walsh, that's uh, uh, Clavin, uh, Andrew Clavin, and um, who's the last guy that nobody seems to like, and I just finished his book. I'll have to get to his book. Um, I, I can't remember. I Michael Knowles. I listened to his podcast this morning. I listened to him all day. I, I love him. They do have a lot of fun, and they make of everything that's going on out there. And this is, I think, a real selling point for them is that we're not, the, the conservative movement and the Daily Wire, not all about doom and gloom. The world is not going to end. Joe Biden, as much as we hate him being president, the reality is the world's not going to end with Joe Biden. I don't even think the democracy is going to end with Joe Biden. We just as conservatives need to sit back and say, hey, stop. Stop and move on. Stop kowtowing to these people and move on and fight it. That's what's happening with the Conservative Party now. Anyway, continuing with the article. It's not clear that millions of people engaging with the site's news stories every month recognize that. The Daily Wire's content looks no different in Facebook's news feed than an article from a local newspaper, making it potentially difficult to distinguish between more and less reliable or biased information. Okay, (laughs) that's so stupid, because to be honest with you, I read the New York Times, I read the Washington Post, I think they're biased. I can't, I don't think what they're, they're actually saying is news. And now they're basically, this is a, 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 a wink, wink moment for NPR. They're basically telling uh, Facebook banned the Daily Wire because they're, they're, there's bias there and people are too stupid to actually go out there and find out if stories are true or not. We're too stupid. I shouldn't be able to see uh, face, or, uh, Daily Wire on Twitter because I'm too dumb to know that their stories are opinionated. And, you know, people do have a choice. The question is, and this is something that really trips me out about the left, why can't the left sit back and say, okay, Daily Wire is kicking ass, so's Blaze TV, 
So is uh, a numerous, numerous sources, Breitbart, for example. Numerous sources are also doing very well, and they're conservative sources. Why do they have to assume that it is Facebook problem or a Daily Wire problem or a Fox News problem? Why don't they look inside themselves and say, okay, what are we doing wrong? CNN is notorious for this. Brian Stelter's got like 17 people that listens, listen to his broadcast on CNN. And he's still working? Chris Cuomo and that other moron, Don Lemon, their ratings are in the tank. And the best thing they could come up with is that uh, we're going to change the name of Don Lemon's show? That's the best thing? That's all you got out of the reason Fox News is kicking the living crap out of you? Is that, well, Fox News is misinformation and people want to listen to misinformation? Let's just say people do want to listen to misinformation. Okay, isn't it your job to kind of give us the real information? The reality is we've been hearing misinformation. Actually, I'll I'll go a step further. They have been lying to the people for the last five years with Trump and Russia, Trump and Ukraine. Uh, They're lying about Trump and the, quote, insurrection, end quote, at the White House. They lie about everything. People sit there and say, you know something, I've got some questions here. For example, let's say the the Trump um, loss in the 2020 election. You know, people are sitting back and saying, "Um, I think Trump actually won the election. Instead of countering that, I'm not saying I think that Trump won the election. I think that Trump probably lost the election. But, But there are people that are asking these questions, and instead of sitting back and giving them reasons why they're wrong, these news companies are calling calling people idiots. Is that something that's going to make them embraced? I think not. Okay, uh, anyway, so people are obviously going to choose other sites. They don't want to deal with them. Okay, next. The article the Daily Wire publishes don't normally include falsehoods, with some exceptions. And the site said it is committed to truthful and accurate and ethical reporting. Okay, so right off the bat, NPR is already saying they don't really make mistakes. Now, Ben Shapiro in his podcast yesterday when he was talking about this said, oh, we we make mistakes all the time, but we try and correct them as soon as possible. So right here, NPR is really saying, yeah, well, they don't really make a lot of mistakes. Uh, continuing, but as Settle explains, that's one of the guys who wrote this article, by only covering specific stories that bolster the conservative agenda, such as negative stories about socialist countries and polarizing stories about race and sexuality issues, and only including certain facts, readers still come away from the Daily Wire's content with the impression that Republican politicians do little wrong and cancel culture is among the nation's greatest threat. Okay, <laughs> lot to unpack in that little paragraph, that four-line paragraph. So, so here's the thing. The Daily Wire is telling people stories they want to hear about crap they don't believe in. So right off the bat, they say um, is certain, uh, uh, certain stories they're bringing up about 
polarizing stories such as race and sexuality issues. Again, look at what you're asking us. Look at what you're telling us, NPR, CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC. You keep telling us we are a racist country. People do not want to hear this and they don't believe it. You keep telling us men are women, men can be women, and women can be men. We don't believe this. Well, science doesn't believe that. Of course people are going to lean. And by the way, socialism, most of the country does not believe socialism is a good thing. You keep telling us it's a good thing, and you offer no counterpoints. You wonder why people are not listening to you? Why CNN's viewership is down something like 50% in the last six months? I want to say it's 75, but I'm not sure if it's 75. I think it's 50. Of course people aren't going to listen to this crap. I'm not going to watch CNN and be told how racist I am by Don Lemon. No, it's not going to happen. Or how racist I am by freaking Chris Cuomo, whose brother has killed like 15,000 people. Not interested in that. And lots of people aren't either. And one other thing, and they do mention this in the article, the Daily Wire does not concentrate on politics. I concentrate a lot on politics. I try and bring in as much culture as possible. The Daily Wire really does spend about 50 to 60% of their time concentrating on culture. And the reason they do this, and so does Breitbart, so does The Blaze. The re you, you want to read about politics, you read The Wall Street Journal, which I do read. You read The Washington Post. Well, you know, the Washington Post deals a lot with culture. So does the New York Times. But the reason the Daily Wire and a lot of conservative uh, targets, a lot of conservative uh, sites actually look at the culture is because the culture is, because culture is upstream of politics. And the Daily Wire really does explain this. They're not shy about it. They explain this. Culture is upstream. Politics is upstream of culture. Culture changes the culture, eventually changes politics, and eventually creates policy. The, it's taken the left a really long time, since the 60s, but they are doing it. It is working for them now. They have control of all of the institutions. And so, yes, yes. Daily Wire concentrates on culture. You know who else does? And he's really unpopular? Tucker Carlson. Sean Hannity. Laura Ingram. They all target culture. Because we need to see the foolishness as, as conservatives. We need to see the foolishness of the culture. And attack that culture before it ends up policy politically. It's one of the reasons why I really enjoy reading books by, let's say, Greg Gutfeld, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, because these, uh, Tucker Carlson, because these guys really focus on culture. Whereas I'm not a big fan of books 
from, let's say, Mark Levin. I love his books. They're fantastic analysis. I've read four, five books that he's written. But Mark Levin doesn't, can't, doesn't concentrate on culture. He concentrates on politics. And I think we need more attention as conservatives on culture, and we need to start attacking that. So this, is, this story is big. Because what they're basically trying to do is, well, um, Daily Wire is too good, and we need to get rid too good, and they're conservative, and we need to get rid of them. Because that's essentially what their argument was: Daily Wire is conservative. It, Daily Wire is not spreading misinformation, even though they mix misinformation with what we don't like, and what we leftists don't like. So they're trying to cancel the Daily Wire. Obviously, for ages they've been trying to cancel. Uh, uh, Fox News, but there's something else that's being canceled a lot, and this bothers me tremendously. Now, as you know, I've said this before, I used to buy electronic books, I used to buy audiobooks. I still buy audiobooks because I subscribe, so I get uh, a free book every month. Um, it was just easier to do this, like I could walk and listen to a book. Most, uh, I, I'd say, I read a book and listen to a book every two weeks, so I get through two to two to three books every uh, two to. I get through typically four books a month, and it just makes it a lot easier. And the electronic books are really easy to read. For example, the Bible. I I've got a physical Bible, but I also have a electronic version of the Bible, so I can sit there and read it uh, whenever I want, wherever I want, on my phone, on my tablet, whatever. Well. I don't necessarily do that anymore. Now I'm beginning to buy my books and try and get them in hardcover because I like them to last. Uh, and I would rather have the physical book. That's because Amazon has been banning books. And if you have the electronic version of the book or the audio book, without telling you, and without refunding your money, they'll actually pull the book. And I have seen this before. They have done this before, and it's all for the woke leftist reasons. So why am I bringing this up? A while back, I mentioned a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters by Abigail Schreier. Now, she's a reporter and a lawyer. Uh, she went to Yale. She does a lot of freelance work for news sites like The Federalist. But don't get confused by that. She's actually not a conservative. She's kind of a moderate. And she's very open about this. She wrote a book about the rising trend of teenage girls, not necessarily even boys, but teenage girls deciding they are actually boys and then moving on through the transition. So the book basically is about, there's a bunch of things that the book's about. So let, let's get into what the book's about. It's about how internet influencers on YouTube and Facebook have been converting children. And basically, psychologists and parents have been unaware of any of this stuff. About how schools have been dealing with the transition. How families have been dealing with the transitions. The use of affirmative therapy by psychologists and the counter therapy that's being rejected by the American uh, Psychiatric Association, which is called the wait and, wait and see 
because a lot of kids now are able to transition at, you know, 10, 14. It talks about the trans movements and its attacks on dissenters. It actually goes over all of all aspects, including preparation, the actual transition, and post problems that can occur for transitions, which includes hormone therapy, mastectomies, genital transitions, called phalangopy, I guess it's called, physical harm of the physical transitions, how this can be permanent. It talks about regrets of some who wanted to transition back but really couldn't. It also talks about people who wanted to stay. They were actually very happy that they transitioned. It talks about how parents can avoid a lot of these problems. And she interviews and keeps track of about 10 kids and several parents. The book gives a really in-depth view of the crisis of transitioning is hitting teenage girls, who, by the way, are very insecure right off the bat. This is not a far-right book by any stretch of the imagination, and it is extremely empathetic to those who've transitioned, those who want to go back, and those who want to stay. She also, and like I said, she interviews people who were happy to be transitioned. She interviewed one of the YouTube influencers who transitioned about 10 years ago, and he's completely happy. And he would explain why he was happy about it. I can tell you this. With this book, I didn't get as much of an impact because of the trans issue as I got from get your kids off your screens. That's what I got. Tell your kids to stay off the internet and go throw a ball against the wall or something. I, that's really what I got out of the book. Everything else I kind of knew. The transition, the physical transition parts were actually very difficult to listen to. Um, but, I, yeah, um, binding, for example, I didn't know this was so dangerous, but it is. But th really, the only thing I got out of this was not, I'm against trans people. It, the only thing I got out of it is, I need to keep my kids off their phones, off their tablets, off their computers, and tell them to go outside. Well, in July, the Booksellers Association, or ABA, sent out a promotional mailer to a bunch of retail sellers recommending Schreier's book. And the reason they recommended Schreier's book, it was a bestseller. A bunch of people on Twitter, and by a bunch, it could be like three, started whining about the book being anti-trans or transphobic. Here's a little inside information I just told you. It's not transphobic. By any stretch, it's not transphobic. As you might have guessed, the ABA issued an apology. This is their apology, and their apology was really long. So this is what they said. We apologize to our trans members and to the trans community for the terrible incident. Terrible incident? It's a book. And the pain we caused them. You didn't cause any pain. It's a book. They're words. You don't like her message? Don't read the book. Don't pay for it. We also apologize to the LGBTQIA plus community at large. And God, that thing's getting longer and longer. And to our book selling community. Apologies are not enough. We've begun addressing this today and are committed to engaging 
in the critical dialogue needed to inform concrete steps to address the harm we caused. They didn't cause harm. They recommended a book that was on the New York Times bestseller list. There apparently are a lot of people that like the book. Those steps will be shared in the next three weeks. Walmart no longer sells the book. And Amazon is being pressured not to sell the book. There are people that are actually quitting Amazon because they sell that book. Which, by the way, I have physically sitting right next to me a paperback copy that I got from Amazon. Because I know Amazon's going to pull the book. I thought it was an important book. I thought there were a few chapters I probably want to read again. And... I know that my audio uh, my audio version is going to be pulled if Amazon pulls this damn thing. Oh, by the way, all the, the people that are quitting Amazon, there were two. No one said that. There were two people that quit Amazon because of the book. Schreier made her dissatisfaction very clear on Twitter. Quote, if there are a Hall of Fame for capitulations to woke bullies, the American Booksellers Association is hereby inducted. The serious, violent incident, they, what, well, she said this, the serious, violent incident they perpetrated, including my book in a large box of new book samples sent out to independent booksellers? She's right. There's no violence in words. This is the problem with the left. It's violence. It's hurtful. It's painful. No, you just don't have to read the book. She later added, and, and not to mention, you know what? I can have a different opinion. Abigail Schreier can have a different opinion. Abigail Schreier's opinion was not even all that clear about trans people. She just thought that, hey, you shouldn't be 14 years old and getting your boobs taken out. That's basically all she said. She later added, the book banning left is a totalitarian movement. Amen. Absolutely. It is... It has no use for an open liberal society with a broad diversity of viewpoints, and it will use shame, fear, and coercion to win. It can't be harmonized with liberalism. Okay, now, one of the things she did say in her book was how the trans activists were actually canceling people who didn't agree with, let's say, the affirmative therapies that psychology is actually pushing and affirmative therapies basically say that hey you say you're a woman you must be a woman and she uses a fantastic metaphor or comparison where she says if a girl little girl little black girl walked into a psychologist's office and said i don't feel black i want to be white you better believe the psychologist is not going to use affirmative measures saying well you're white She's going to sit there and convince the girl that her identity is black has some benefits to it. That's the point of, that's the problem with affirmative. You're basically letting the patient tell you what their problem is instead of searching for the actual problem. That's like me having cancer and the doctor telling me I have cancer and me saying, no, I don't have cancer. You're wrong. I identify as cancer free. Oh, okay, you can go home now. I, it, it's so stupid. This should scare the hell out of everyone because things are being pulled from booksellers 
simply because the left doesn't agree with it. This is cancel culture. And the fact that Schreier sits there and says, you know, these trans activists cancel anyone who doesn't agree with them, and then they go after her book, just basically proves the thesis. We should be scared. Because right now, it's books like this, modern books. We're already hearing they want to ban Tom Sawyer, Dr. Seuss. They want to ban Shakespeare, for Christ's sake. Hey, newsflash, writing is not meant to be uncontroversial. That makes for very boring writing. Okay, we need to uh, go buy your books. Do not freaking download them. Okay, this is a great news. So the Fox News reported the CBD, which is the Border Patrol, said that 188,829 migrants were encountered at the southern border, an increase of 180,034 encountered in May. It is also a sharp rise since President Biden took office. There were only 78,442 encounters in January. The number of unaccompanied children encountered increased by 8% to 15,253 encounters in June, compared to 14,137 in May. Encounters of family unions, meanwhile, surged by 25% to 55,805 from 44,746. Wow. Does that sound like there's kind of a immigration problem going on here? It's not immigration problem. It's an illegal immigration problem. But no one's ignoring it. There have been over a million people caught at the border. A million. It's six months into the Biden administration and already a million people have crossed the border or have been caught. We don't know how many have crossed the border. We don't know who got away. The Biden administration has been ignoring this huge problem since he came into power. There's a reason. They want more Democrat voters in, in the future. That's why they're pushing to approve amnesty. And what made it really obvious that they want more voters? They won't allow Cubans in. You know, Cubans who are swimming across the, the, or the uh, Atlantic or whatever, the Caribbean Ocean, what it, whichever it happens to be, in shark-infested waters to get away from communism. They don't want them to come. They'll send them back to Cuba because they're going to be Republican voters. And Kamala hasn't gone to the border? She did. I Okay, hold on. She did go to the border to do a BS photo op in El Paso. She wasn't actually at the border. And it's not she didn't do this because she's lazy or incompetent, though she is. It's because the Democrats want these people to go through and they don't want the people to see that there's an actual problem well tucker carlson leave it to him has said that the biden administration through the ice and the border patrol is now using laughlin air force base to transport illegal aliens all throughout the country i guess if you have a million people detained you have to do something with them so let's just let them go into the country not sending them back like biden says he is uh there was an email that that showed by lieutenant colonel matthew burroughs that stated quote over the next few days 
weeks or months, you may see passenger aircraft on our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Illegal aliens. That's the word, guys. Come on now. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. In coordination with the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Defense, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and the Del Rio Border Patrol will be using the Laughlin Air Force Base runway to transport undocumented non-citizens via Boeing 737. Do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. If anyone asks you about it, refer them to public affairs, and then public affairs will deny any of that's happening. Has this been completely confirmed? No, this is a whistleblower. I don't remember anyone asking Jen Psaki or President Biden or Kamala Harris about it. Do you believe it's true? I do. And I've got no reason not to believe it's true. All right. We're going to run a little late today because I got some fun stuff to do. So California has decided to implement a policy that's been tried and tested and failed multiple times. Not just in California, but throughout the world even in those socialist paradises that they were talking about, that people like AOC and Bernie Sanders talk about all the time. Um, California has unanimously voted to implement a universal basic income. The UBI will be given to pregnant women and young people once a month. The bill will cost about $35 million, and there will be no restrictions on how people spend this money, and there will be no oversight on these people. So uh, I said pregnant women and young people out of foster care. I don't know if I said that. Um, now, this has been tried before in California by with a couple of thousand people in Stockton, California. It failed. It lasted literally a month. There... This has also been tried in Europe. I believe it was uh, not Norway, but Sweden, or maybe it is Norway. I don't know. But this has been tried before, and it failed. The Stockton mayor is one of Newsom's actual advisors. Talk about failing up in politics. One of the advisors actually said that this, the end goal of this whole thing is to get it set up federally, which means they want to be able to do this at a federal level. Now, this is a disaster. This is stupid. This does not encourage people to actually get jobs and work or improve themselves. Just stay at home and get a check and live within your check. It encourages unwed pregnancy, and it discourages the nuclear family. more kids you have, more money you get. Keep, keep having kids. This will lead to perpetual poverty and government dependence on the people that should desire it the least. This is also taking money and redistributing it to people that probably don't deserve it. I'm sorry, if you're at McDonald's for seven, eight years, you should not be earning $15 an hour. You don't deserve it. Improve yourself. So this is this is going to happen. I'm sure that uh, Gavin Newsom's going to going to sign this because Gavin Newsom is a, a particular moron. 
Um, and finally, last story, and this isn't much of a story. There is so much dumbassery in the world. And yes, I made that up. That it's incredible. And we can't ignore it. And I do ignore it. I'm going to do a Saturday show just to talk about dumb stories. Like, you know, you can't call shark shark attacks. The, the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir saying they're coming after. I, I have been ignoring those stories because I actually have them as another podcast. And I know a half hour isn't a lot of time to get to all this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit there and have a section called The Evils of TikTok. And we're going to sit back and look at some TikTok videos that are just absolutely incredible. This is going to be the last story of every podcast. And trust me, there's enough. I have enough TikTok videos to last me for the next 200 years. There are so many. And there's a, a place uh, on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, called um, um, Liberals on TikTok. Look at it. You know they're, they're absolutely hated because now they're, they're actually being deplatformed because of the TikTok videos they found. And they've got a ton of them. So this video is a person asking random people just basic civics and history questions. Nothing too tough. Um, I probably shouldn't be surprised by their answers. And I'm sure that these folks actually were like the bottom of the barrel. But it's still, it's, it's really disturbing. So listen to this. What year did America declare its independence? Girl... July 1st, 1989. What year did Christopher Columbus discover the Americas? Love Christopher, don't know. I mean, I'm done. Don't Christopher, know. was don't it 1976? How many years make up a century? Isn't it a thousand? What year was George W. Bush elected president? The 1800s, I'm assuming? <laughs> I don't know. Who was the last president of the 1990s? 1990s? Oh, uh, I actually have no idea. Nixon? What year was Barack Obama elected president? I don't even know. What century are we currently living in? <laughs> Let's just go 50th century. I don't Okay, three things bother me about this. Oh, the first off, the first one's got to be, you've got to know, the failure of our educational system to actually teach anyone this stuff. I mean, this is this is some simple stuff. How many years in a century? Really? Really? You don't know there are 100 years in a century? You don't remember who's the last president in the 90s? I mean, I can kind of give you that. I mean, Clinton wasn't really known today. These guys were kind of younger. But George Bush, 1800s? We just had Independence Day on July 4th, and she's saying 1976? Really? Wow. Wow, so we've been an independent nation for 40 years? That's the first thing that bothers me. The second thing that bothers me is that these people actually vote. They vote. And and this is one of the reasons why I believe, and I know this is this was done for the wrong reasons a long time ago, but if you if you are going to vote, you got to pass some sort of civics history, a civics test, or literacy test. If you can't pass a, a literacy test, if you don't know 
anything about our government, and you don't know anything about our history, I don't want you voting to create future history. You are an idiot. You need to stay away. You don't know anything. Finally, these guys had no shame. They didn't care that they didn't know some basic crap. And you see these when you watch the videos. Uh, Jesse Waters does this all the time. Fleckus does this all the time. Um, Steven Crowder does this all the time. These people are consistent. They show no shame that they don't know dick about our country. That really bothers me. They don't care. When, I'm, when I get something wrong on a civics test, because I'm training Josie to uh, pass her citizenship test, and I get something wrong, I feel bad. And I am literally get 98 out of the 100 questions right. And I feel bad. It bothers me that I got two wrong. Or one wrong. It's just disgusting. And it's something that... Um, Something that uh, Matt Walsh said from the Daily Wire, and I, I thought this was good. You know, the Internet has every bit of information in the world that you could want to listen to. Any question that you have, you want to know the average lifespan of the tree frog. You can just look it up. It's there. What are these people doing? You should go to Google and type it in, and boom, there comes the answers. But instead, they're looking up Cardi B's latest bull BS hit. I almost said the bad word. Okay. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and uh, Rumble. Uh, you can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can take a look at all the links and look at the video I have. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.